Welcome to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning. I'm a home birth, free birth guide, fear and mindset coach, podcaster, speaker, women's rights activist, and highly sensitive person. I'm a mother of three girls, and I've had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections with a special scar. I birthed our third 4.5 kilo baby at home in a free birth after not being able to access a home birth midwife. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and courage to create the pregnancy, birth and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBATs, especially home births and professionals who want to learn more about how to support VBAC women and families. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I thought it would be time to talk about letting go of control and learning to surrender. And I thought this is a good topic because I know that I struggle with this myself. And it's still something that I work with now as somebody who resonates with being a bit of a type A personality. That means that I like structure in the sense that I like to forward plan things. I live naturally quite much, quite often in the future of the anxieties of planning all the things because that's what I like to do. I know what, what's happening. And if, if the plans kind of change a little bit, it's like, no, we've got to stay on, on the plan. But I've learned my husband is a complete total opposite personality. He's so calm and so whatever happens, happens, nothing's in our control, which is really hard for me because I'm like, of course, I was I was raised to be hardworking. Everything's in your control. Everything that happens is because of you, a direct result of your actions and you. And then my husband's like, you know, this is the destiny and this is what kind of happens. So It's been really nice to be married to someone like that. And sometimes it can be really frustrating as well because I feel sometimes that he doesn't take responsibility of his path. But I have learned for the birthing side of things, his way of thought process does work really well. And it took me a while to kind of grasp that concept. And I think for me, once I did grasp the concept and I started to relax a little and just let it go and go with the flow, it was actually quite peaceful because I wasn't living in the future. And so there is a lot of truth in there is only so much we can control. We think that we can control everything, right? We think that we're in control of everything, that if we hold on to things really hard and we try really hard and we even when things are futile, we put all our effort into trying to control, make everything perfect, make everything right, that things still can't fall apart. We all know that no matter how hard or even if you train for something, no matter how many times you rehearse for something, you know, obviously doing that thing over and over and over again gives you more experience, more confidence, more ability. It it allows you to become better. It doesn't mean that when you do that thing, you're not going to shit your ducks and basically fail at it because there's too many things that happen. It's like you may endeavor to get to every appointment on time and maybe 90% of time you do, but you can't help whether your car basically breaks down. I mean, obviously there are steps that we can control and steps we can do, And I'm not saying remove those steps because obviously making sure your car's serviced, making sure you've got a full tank of fuel, making sure you leave early from home is usually within our control. But you know yourself from having children that often the things that we like to control is hard. You have to become, go with the flow a little bit more because things happen. Children get sick, changes plan, uh, plans change. 
and everything is a bit, bit of a different dynamic. So I do acknowledge that there are some things that, you know, we can do, we can always be assured of, but when it comes to birth and when it comes to life and death, the only thing we can be certain of in life is that you will be born, you will live, and then at some point you're going to die. That's all we know. What happens in between, you know, there's probably a high percentage if you take this path, high percentage if you take that path, but in between you just never know what's going to happen. You don't know when you're going to pass away. You don't know when you're going to die. And that's that's really hard for some people. In our culture, we don't necessarily talk about death and we don't necessarily honour or respect or take time to really honour that process and that rite of passage through life and through death. And it's something that I want to explore more as well, because I feel like our ancestors and more Indigenous people, they seem to practice these things and they seem so wise compared to what I'm culturally being brought up to believe. You know, in my culture and from how I was raised with my parents, they try to protect me from death. My brother, as I've shared before, passed away in utero at 38 weeks and I didn't go to his funeral. And my uncle died at 40, my dad's best friend, and I didn't go to the funeral. It was always a protect the children from those sorts of things. And as I go more into this I don't know, I've got some wonderful friends who are opening different things to to me, basically, and I'm learning more about other cultures. And I think that I really have a deep longing and want to learn more about the land and learn more about respecting our environments and the rituals and, and things about humans that we just, we pass by. Culturally, we don't dig into. We just, you know, we're so busy in our lives that we just, there's no rituals, there's no intentions. And I definitely want to bring some more of those into my life so I'm going on a bit of a a journey myself and this is not something that's going to happen overnight this is something that I as a spiritual journey it's definitely something that I'm going on where I'm really excited about it actually I'm really excited to delve into it I feel like I don't know if you've seen Avatar I'm sure you have but when I watched it was years ago what 10 years ago the first Avatar came out when I saw the native people have such deep respect for the planet and the earth and that they were connected to the earth, I felt so touched. And, you know, when they killed the animals to eat, they gave love and respect to the animal and they thanked the animal for their life. And I'd never seen that before. And then I guess I was more open to it and I started to see, you know, Native American uh, Indians and the way that they practice and the way that they practice and learning more through their stories. And I just thought that is a beautiful way of living and that's a beautiful intentional way. And so I'm at the point in my life where I definitely want to make some more steps towards an intentional path, but also surrendering to life and surrendering to the universe and and what is here and less being about controlling. And so when it comes to birth and it comes to controlling, of course, within your control, you can choose a birth team that you feel is the right birth team. You can educate yourself. You can learn as many facts or information as you possibly can. You can learn about all the things that could possibly go wrong. You can do all the things. You can do the spinning babies. You can do, you know, chiropractor. You can do all those things, right? And that's the best that you can do in the world. You can go walking. You can exercise. You can do all of these things. They're in your control to somewhat, right? Some level of control. But that doesn't mean that just because you've tried to put all these measures in place that on the day that the midwife that you've hired or the doula that you've hired 
doesn't won't end up sick or uh you know for whatever reason they have to end the care during the time or you discover they're not really the right fit that you thought they were when you hired them at 12 weeks and so really all of those things are out of our control and I suppose as a natural response or what I've done in the past is I will look at that is a sign that the universe is coming in on me and that this stuff always happens to me and what what is wrong with me I would make it a story about myself what is wrong with me why does this happen? Poor me. This is horrible. And it really, I don't think it's a reflection on me at all. It's just life. It's just something that happens. It can, you can definitely go inwards and look at it like that and feel negative and feel powerless. And I wouldn't want anyone to feel that way because, you know, most of the time it isn't a reflection of us at all, but surrendering to the path and surrendering to what is, oh, I guess I could, the best way I can explain it to you is to share my story of of how I surrendered and I'm sure I could have surrendered more because you know I got to a certain level right but I'm no like surrender master but it felt amazing when I was surrendering so when I chose the free birth it wasn't my first choice if you've listened to my birth stories you would know that free birth was not my first choice I would have loved more than anything to have a beautiful midwife support me on my journey nurture me nourish me be the person I can call to ask any questions I have. I wanted that amazing support that I heard in the home birth groups and saw in the documentaries and all of those things. Now, I know that midwives aren't all like that, but a lot of them are. And I really wanted someone to come to my home and enjoy with my children. I want it to be like a special adventure. (laughs) And I couldn't find a midwife to support me in a home birth. In fact, Some midwives warned against free birth for me and, you know, really put the fear of whatever up in me. And it was a really scary experience because I had people who would basically support other people, but they weren't willing to support me even in antenatal care. So free birth felt the best and aligned to me, but there was so much anxiety and fear from other people, other people's fear, right? And then there was always a bit of doubt. Like I had this uh, superstition that because my brother had died, that I would lose my third child because he was a third child in my family. And my family had three girls. The third baby that they had was a boy and he passed away at 38 weeks. So I was like, of course, this is going to happen to me. This is my luck, right? I'm going to choose to free birth and then they're going to witch hunt me and hunt me down and I'm going to be this reckless, crazy person. And then I'm going to have like paparazzi at my door, like journos. And my photo is going to be all over the newspapers. This is my mind going spiraling out of control. And I had to work through a lot of that fear and I had to basically recognize. And it was really hard for me to really recognize what was in my control because I had a belief that everything was in my control. And I used to have like arguments or discussions or debates or whatever with my husband. I get so frustrated and he's like, but it's not like I'd say, well, aren't you worried that the baby's going to die? Or what if I die? And he's kind of like, well, you know, I'd be sad, but, you know, what can I do? And I'd be like, what? If that was me, I'd be so upset and my whole life would be over and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and he's like, but there's nothing that I can do. You know, if you're dead, you're dead. And there's nothing that I can do. And I'm like, okay, but don't you love me? And wouldn't you be upset? And 
the thing that we're in complete opposite spectrums, right? He is so much more calming and level-headed than I am a lot of the time. And he's a really good person to talk to about things because he calms me down. He's like my grounding rock because nothing really upsets him. And I'm on the opposite spectrum. You know, I'm like heightened sensations and feeling other people's energy and all this sort of thing. And we would have these conversations all the time before I was even pregnant. And he was just so accepting of, you know, what will be will be. Like we're not going into this choice uneducated. We have made this choice from an educated position. We have hired doulas to support us who have attended a free birth before. As far as I was concerned, hundreds or thousands of home births, I was told, at least hundreds to the thousands, I was told from the main uh, birth doula. So we're not going in it with someone who's unexperienced, inexperienced. We're not going through this without, you know, knowing full well what our risks are. We knew those things. So we I basically put all the control measures in. I knew I was 10 minutes from the hospital and I had all the control measures that I could do. But then once you've done that, once you've basically thought about it, you made the decision, everything else is kind of left out of your hands, you know, outside of looking after yourself, the most important thing is looking after your mental health and your self-care and making sure that you're nurtured and nourished and healthy and mentally well. And so I would have to push those. I mean, the feelings would come up and that's okay. I'd work through those feelings, but I would have to, and I did this in the pool because I was, I think I started using the pool in about September. So it was still quite cool. But I used to go in the pool and I used to lay on my back and I used to lay on, and I used to just look at the at the sun and look at the clouds and look into the palm trees and just relax and deep breathe and work through the fears that I had or anything that was kind of coming up for me in my peaceful, quiet space and just believe that this would be okay. And so it meant that I have to, I had to believe that the universe was working for me and not against me and that anything that happened, I was strong enough to work through. And that meant even if I lost a child like my parents did, that I'd learned from living, living through those mistakes that they have made of not looking after themselves. Because one of my biggest fears was I saw my parents completely spiral after they lost my brother and not get the, the help and not get the, you know, I don't think counselling and that was a big thing back in those days. And so for me, I made the choice up front that, you know, I would look after myself and I would get the support and care if I needed to because I had two other children to look after. And so I think there's so much fear that you kind of have to work through that you've kind of just got to believe and back yourself and say, no matter what the universe throws at me, no matter what happens. And I had this philosophy that no matter what happened, no matter how the birth unfolded, even if I landed in another cesarean, that I would be okay with it. And I had to make that decision because it wasn't like I would force myself to ignore any feelings or any um, trauma that I had. It was just, I had to tell myself that I had done the best that I could. And I think that's the best gift that you can kind of give to yourself. And also it helps you to release any of the control. It's like you put that intention out that I've set myself up for the best possible scenario. 
And now I'm just going to surrender to what will be because you do need to acknowledge that a lot of the world and a lot of our experiences just happen. And we don't know why they just sometimes happen. Sometimes there's reasons that are in our control and sometimes there's not. So I think for me, it's about being really intentional and setting up some rituals that really help you to connect with your body and your mind and really being aware of those thoughts and those feelings that are coming up. And I had like a special space set up in my room. And I also had a space set up in my lounge room where I spent a lot of time and I had my birth affirmations up and I had a beautiful birthing picture of a birthing woman on my wall. And, and I had my birthing comb with, you know, positive affirmations on it. And it just set me up for a positive environment. And then I'd go into my bedroom and I had my diffuser. I had this beautiful birthing statue. Like I made a little altar for myself in my room. So I had a beautiful lighting and it was so clean and lovely. And I had all my positive birth books on the wall set up on the, on my dresser. And it just really set the tone. And then I would do journaling and I would uh, do meditation daily as well and do deep breathing. And so it's setting up those intentional steps every day for me to kind of, or whenever I felt like it, you know, it probably wasn't an everyday thing. I think I meditated, you know, I meditate most days, but as a bare minimum, I know I was deep breathing every single day. I love deep breathing just for a couple of minutes, it was, it's just helps me to regulate and ground myself. And so that was really nice because, you know, it's really scary planning it for me. It was really scary planning a free birth. I, it was an option that I chose, but it wasn't my first option. So if I had chose this from a space of this is the absolute thing that I want to do and I want a free birth. Well, that would be coming from a different space. If a person chooses to free birth because they have all the options available to them and they choose free birth as their option coming from a space of power, then that's one thing, right? You know, that's going to be pretty a pretty powerful space to come from. But for me, I was coming from a space of this is my only option. I still had an option to go in hospital, but I wasn't going to go there because I'd had negative experiences and I knew that I was not going to have a positive outcome going in there and I didn't feel safe. And I would not birth in hospital. I think the only time I would birth in hospital is if I had a medical health condition that I needed to be in hospital. Um, I completely understand needing to be in hospital then, but I wouldn't go in a hospital in this plus size body because they wouldn't be able to see me as a person. They wouldn't allow me to, it would be like me having a conversation with somebody that lives on Mars because they don't understand physiological birth. They're not going to trust me. I'm going to infuriate them by, by saying I'm not doing any of the interventions you want to. So it's, it's like a completely incompatible environment for me to be in. So surrendering was a deep trust that the universe had my back. And so you might believe in God. And so it's a deep, I know spiritual people who, religious people, having that deep trust that God has you, that, you know, you're supported and that you're loved. And for me, I have a deep connection to the, to the earth, Mother Earth for me and the universe. So all compassing for me, it's like the air, the stars, the moon, it's the entire universe and Mother Earth. I love being with my plants outside and, my trees and listening to the wind and feeling the wind and feeling the sun on my face. And that to me is my place of surrender. It's my place where I can be free 
and I can let go of any judgments or expectations on myself and just allow the process to flow through me. And so I had a deep belief that the universe had my back. I hope that I have explained this in a way that you understand. <laughs> Sometimes it's, I mean, I can't, I can't say to you, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you have any questions that you want to ask? And so I'm really just storytelling here on how I got to surrendering through my journey. But if you do have any questions, please do reach out to me. Send me an email, you know, hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au. This is just my experience. And I really hope that it helps you to surrender a bit more and trust that you have got this. You've made this choice to have a home birth because you're coming from a space of choice. You're coming to a space of, you know, this is the best path for you and your baby. And also just trusting that what will be will be because that's what we have to do sometimes. And ultimately everything's kind of left to the cosmos. Everything's kind of left to what will unfold. Share your thoughts as well. I'd love to hear from you, you know, jump on Insta and send me a DM if you want to, to connect and just share your insights, your thoughts. um, If you have anything extra to add to this podcast episode, I will bring you another episode next week. Until then, I hope you continue shining. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take another step forward in your VBAC Home Birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps me get this message out to more women just like us. Want to follow along and get freebies and offerings? Find me on Instagram, Ashley L. Winning, and send me a DM to say hi. And come and join our safe group on Facebook. Just search Feedback Home Birth Support Group. Until next time, keep shining beautiful.